This is Leela Viss, and welcome to Key Ideas. Piano teaching doesn't come bundled with ready-made solutions. This podcast highlights some brilliant options for innovative piano teachers just like you. Today, I welcome back Becky Laurent. In her first guest appearance in episode 17, Becky shared her wisdom and experience as a music teacher at a school for kids with dyslexia. You'll learn the 13 characteristics of dyslexia and so much more, so make sure to listen to that episode first and then come back to this episode. We literally spliced our conversation into two parts. In this part, you'll hear all about Becky's experience with what she proudly names her superpower, ADD or Attention Deficit Disorder. Before we get started, here's more about Becky. Becky Laurent is president of her local music teachers association, social media chair for Texas MTA, president of Caprock Music Foundation, an author teacher, director of a large music school in West Texas, manager of artists and teachers, business consultant, and music education specialist for JoyTunes. She's often a guest presenter for state, local, and national conferences, as well as a performer, event coordinator, head swim team parent, room mom, family mom, wife, and friend. Becky is also an advanced copy reader for some amazing authors and is a character in several bestsellers. She's often found popping in and out of Facebook groups at all hours of the day and night because she doesn't sleep. She speaks three languages fluently and is working on a fourth. Her superpower is ADHD. And now, here's Leela with Becky. something that we really did not talk about and we we did but we didn't address it all that much is the connection between dyslexia and ADD and ADHD and you have dropped several times a hint about you having ADD so let's what is it like as an adult with ADD I'm very curious well um I've been an adult for a long time I know (laughs) 29 but um I've been 29 for a really really Uh really long time Um, I did not know that I had ADHD until four years ago. Mm. So very late in life, I discovered that, no, I was not quirky. Um, not, it wasn't, it wasn't just quirky. I wasn't just, um, flighty. I wasn't just forgetful. I actually had a condition. <laughs> and, and, and people who have ADHD, we, we function in a, like a different time zone, I mean, literally in a different time zone, um, because time is either really, really fast or really, really slow. And there are times when that actually happens at the same time. Um, and, you know, <laughs> we, we, we really have a hard time, like, like, okay, so here's an example. I just always thought this was like a normal thing for people, but apparently it's not. I would not go to the bathroom for the whole day because oh. I was so focused on doing the one thing that I was doing. I was so focused on doing the one thing. It was too much trouble to go to the bathroom. Wow. And so, um, that's apparently not normal. 
Apparently I, not. I don't think so. And I think your bladder is probably thankful that you're now visiting the bathroom, maybe just Well, I mean, yeah, but um, there were a lot of years where I didn't make the connection that that was not normal. Um, So I spent most of my adulthood um, thinking that I had all kinds of like problems. Right. Hmm. In college, I would... uh, had my apartment, I would forget to pay the electric bill. Um, I could, I could do a concert, a whole two hour concert of Bach fugues. Okay. That was my senior recital. I can play Bach fugues. Wow. I can do that. I couldn't remember to pay my electric bill. Okay. These are the kinds of ups and downs that people with ADHD have. And we just, you know, we feel bad about that. I, I, so many times remember people saying to me, you are so smart. Why can you not do this? Yeah, right. You know? Well, and back in the day, you know, I know you're still 29, but back in the day that that was hardly even a diagnosis for anyone. It, we would just pass judgment like, okay, what is their problem? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that still happens a lot today. Um, so when my, my, this, this is my son's story, bless his heart, my son's story. Um, he was in junior high. I, he, he was 14. I think he was 14. Um, I am his parent. <laughs> That's and good I to have, know. Yeah. I have to say to him every single morning to a 14 year old, go to your room, put your shoes and socks on and get in the car. So we can go to school every single Really? Morning. Okay. Okay. Hmm. So, and I did not know that he had ADHD. Um, so one day I'm losing my temper because I've said it 700 times. We're, we're going to be late. He still doesn't have his shoes and socks on. And he finally, I completely lost my mind. I mean, literally lost my mind. Yeah. I finally get in the car. He's sitting in the front seat with me. I look down because he's crossed his like, he's 14. Okay. So he's bigger than I am. He's taller than I am. He crosses his legs in the front seat and he has both of his shoes on. Yay. Success, uh-huh. but only one sock. One sock. Wow. Now, how do you, <laughs> how, do you do that? how do you not remember? How can you, does that not feel wrong yeah. on your person? Yeah. You know, I was, I literally went home and cried mm-hmm. because I thought my kid has some sort of mental disability. Mm-hmm. And I called my pediatrician and I said, I need you to check my child. <laughs> I, I, he just went to school yeah. with one sock on. Mm-hmm. I need you to check my child. So I made an appointment for us to go visit the pediatrician. And then I went on the internet and I looked up extreme forgetfulness in teenagers. Yeah. And like any modern parent would, um, Googled it. <laughs> and uh-huh. all of these sites came up mm-hmm. for ADHD. And I was like, that can't be right. Google, you're stupid. That's yeah. not right. My <laughs> child doesn't have ADHD. I would know if my kid had ADHD. He's not a discipline problem. Oh, he's okay. not defiant. He's not, you know, he doesn't have a problem staying still. He he doesn't run around the room. You know, he, he doesn't have any of those things, except that when I did the screening as a parent for my child, 
he had all of the symptoms of ADHD. And so when we spent that first, when he was 14, we spent that whole year um, working on him. And when we went to the pediatrician, the pediatrician looked at my husband and I, and he said, okay, so ADHD is usually um, hereditary. Which one of you has it? Ah. And I went, I'm pretty sure we both have it. Oh, okay. And my husband was like, the French people, I married to a Frenchman, uh, like a, he grew up in France. He's the only member of his family that lives in the United States. Everybody else lives in France. Oh, okay. He said, the French don't have ADHD. <laughs> and I rolled my eyes and I was like, okay, um, we'll deal with you. <laughs> but I definitely have it mm. because I went over all of the, the, general characteristics of Mm -hmm. what an adult female with ADHD has, I had them all. I had them all. I am flighty. I have a hard time focusing on any one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's one. People with ADHD, particularly women, have a lot of car accidents. Oh, A lot of them. Okay. I had eight cars, eight (gasps) between the ages of 16 and 22. Oh. Okay. People with ADHD tend to job hop. Like we don't stay in one job for very long ever. We do the job. We learn what we, ha- what we wanted to learn out of it. And then we get bored. And so we find another job. Mm-hmm. These are, these are, char- these are big, like life characteristics yeah. of people with ADHD. I thought I was just a bad, weird person because I had a lot of jobs because I wrecked a lot of cars because I had a really hard time focusing and I blurting. Like I will listen, I'll be in a conversation with people and I I will watch your mouth move while you're talking. And my my I don't do this, okay? <laughs> now I'm medicated. Okay. But before I was medicated, I would have to use every ounce of strength to not reach behind your head and smack you on the back of the head to make you <laughs> out your words faster because it was taking you too long to talk. Okay. I just, uh-huh. that is, that is how ADHD manifests in me. <laughs> and I'm not alone. There are a lot of people who have, well, yeah, cause we, you know, I, I listened to a podcast recently about, it was about someone who, uh, is it, offers therapy for women who have ADD. Mm-hmm. And it was just fascinating to me. And she was saying that people who have it struggle to execute. And if they can get, what, 50, 55% of a project finished, they have done great. So did yes. you struggle with that as well then? Yeah. Um, I decided one day that I needed to buy a new um, floor mat for my office. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I went to Target and I found the floor mat. Well, I put the floor mat down and I looked up at my office door and I was like, now the door looks terrible. <laughs> so I painted the door. Okay. Well, then the rest of the building looked bad. Oh my. And so I decided, okay, well, I'm going to have to paint the rest of the building now. Okay. I mean, I, this was awful. Um, and so I started painting the rest of the building. Okay. So I got all of the walls on the building, on the exterior of the building done. Um, but I'm very short and I didn't finish the trim. Oh, so we're saying you painted all of this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did all my, okay. Yeah. I did all of this. 
Um, we are now nine years later and the trim is still not done. <laughs> not done. And I don't care. I mean, the part that I see is painted and it looks great. <laughs> but if you're taller than me, <laughs> you'll notice that <laughs> the trim is not finished. This, this is, this is, this is daily life. Right. So we all know that Miss Becky can accomplish all kinds of things. I mean, look at how many, how many different jobs you have. So obviously you can handle a lot. You can do a lot. So you have to have learned along the way to cope. What are your, how do you cope? Well, before we get to how I cope, okay. let's talk about one of the other huge, huge um, characteristics of people with ADHD. And one that I wish that I had known when my children were infants. Mm, okay. This is, this is, this is big. Um, we don't sleep. Oh. oh. Starting in infancy, we don't sleep. Um, my son would, in order for us to get him to go to sleep, mm-hmm. we would have to swaddle him super duper duper tight. And that stayed with him. All the way into adulthood. He has to have a weighted blanket to sleep Mm. because otherwise he can't make his body be still enough to actually stop moving and sleep. Um, So I wish that I had known that as as a young parent. Right. Because my daughter is the same way. My daughter also, she would sleep two, maybe three hours, and then she would be up and ready to play. Mm. Um, As an infant, as a toddler, as an elementary school kid. She stays in her room now, but we had to teach her, listen, you need to stay in bed. You can read, you can play with your toys in your bed, but you cannot get out of bed. Okay. You have to stay in bed. Um, I don't, as an adult, I don't sleep that much. Mm. I sleep about four hours a night. I have slept four hours a night for as long as I can remember. I usually go to bed about 11.30, 11-ish. I'm up at 2, 2.30. If I've exercised that day, I might get to like 3.30, 3.15. But most of the time, I'll go to bed at 11 and I'll be up at 2.30. And I'm I'm ready to start my day, man. Let's wow. get this on the road. All y'all, the rest of you are asleep. And I am sitting there going, I can't do anything until you people get up. And look at how um, gorgeous you are. You must just not need very much beauty sleep. So, wow, that's well, amazing. No, makeup is a is a great, great friend of mine. I spend a lot of money at Ulta. Oh, who I, is? Who is? At Ulta. I spend a lot of money. Oh, at yeah. Ulta. Okay, yeah. That does yeah, help. I'm, I'm like a, like, I think the highest tier is platinum. And I'm like platinum plus, plus, plus. You're there. Oh, that's funny. I have, uh, I have a lot of pluses. So, I have... I have the reason that I get a lot of stuff done is because I have a lot of extra time. You know, when you don't sleep, you have extra time to do other things. Um, So I, I have time to study like this ADHD and dyslexia. I have time to create lesson plans. I have time to think about, you know, how I'm going to accomplish this particular objective for this particular child or this particular class. Um, I have time to, you know, do the laundry and do all of the the household things. Because since I devoted so much time to work, um, I have to devote, you know, the early morning hours to laundry and cleaning and all of that. Right. um, I do have a very structured day. 
I it's very structured. From this hour to this hour, I'm going to work on my private students. From this hour to this hour, I'm going to work on my daycare kids. From this hour to this hour, I'm going to have lunch because you have to put that in or I will not eat. Okay, right. I'll oh, and go to the bathroom too. And go to the bathroom. Yeah. yeah, I have to actually, I have to, my coping mechanisms um, require that I have a very detailed alarmed yeah. Um, yeah. day so that I don't miss any of my deadlines. Mm. Mm. But now you're aware of that. You are aware of what you need. And so you function. I, and I was thinking you get two for the price of one. You're so lucky because you don't, you only need four hours of sleep, which probably gives what every hour is worth two. And yeah. how lucky you actually have more hours in your day than the rest I do. of And it's wow. great. I always tell people I have ADHD and it is a freaking absolute utter superpower. I, yeah. I have a superpower. I can get way more stuff done. I have the, the, the creativity and the drive and the, the, the energy to get way more done than people who, you know, need eight hours of sleep at night. Right. Yep. That's interesting. Cause then how does that translate to our to children as well. You know, when we say, okay, now you got to sleep now. I always had a problem doing that to my, none of my three sons took the naps like they were supposed to. And finally I threw the book out and like, okay, I'm done. Uh, So sleep is interesting. That's a whole nother topic we could go into, but okay. So you're, you're functioning and because you have ADD, ADHD, uh, can you tell us the difference, number one, between those two? And then also, are you a better parent, so to speak, because you know that your son and does your daughter also have? Yes. Okay. Do you parent differently? Do you feel like you're a better parent because you have it yourself? Um, the answer, the short answer to that yes. question, yes. Yes. Because once I realized that, and I'm going to cry, so I'm going to try not to cry. Mm-hmm. I am going to try really hard not to cry. Um, when my son was diagnosed with ADHD, we had done all of the things to get him to behave because, um, he was 14. He was hormonal. He was completely and totally apathetic. Max, if you don't get at least a B in band, okay, this is the son of a musician, right? Right. He is an award-winning musician. He was failing band because he mm-hmm. wouldn't turn in his mm-hmm. practice sheet. Um, not that he didn't do it or didn't have it signed. He just forgot to turn it. He right. was failing band. Okay, that was not good for my reputation. Not at all. Um, <laughs> so we had started to remove all privileges. Like mm. we emptied out his room. He didn't have anything in his room. And, and he was, he was facing this issue, not, not just with us at home, but also at school. Right. So imagine spending your entire day feeling like you're a failure. So he mm-hmm. just quit caring. He just didn't care anymore. Take whatever you want from me, mom. I don't care. Mm. And when I realized that he had ADHD and I started reading books on how to parent kids with ADHD. I was parenting completely wrong for this mm-hmm. kid. That's mm-hmm. not how you parent a child with ADHD. 
um, at all, not at all. And so I had to learn very quickly um, how, how to parent someone with ADHD. And since I also had it, and I knew that when he was diagnosed, um, even though I hadn't started treating me yet, right. um, I, I thought back to how poorly my parents managed it as well. Mm. And so I was able to, I'm able to better parent my kids, um, both of them, because I have it. And I know the struggle that they're going through. And we can talk about that struggle a little more openly and with greater understanding. And we can work through solutions better. We'll be right back. Hey, Leela here. Popping in for a quick break from my chat with Becky because I'm curious. I'd like to pick your brain about how your relationship with technology is coming along since the pandemic hit. It sounds like most piano teachers have pivoted to online lessons with success, but have you made friends with the array of tech tools that will help you pivot and teach with more confidence? I have some favorite tools that I could not teach without online or in person, and I'd be happy to equip you with the right skills so you too can enjoy the benefits of technology without being a slave to it. If my question piques your interest, please head to the show notes for this episode with Becky at leelavis.com slash key ideas and complete a short survey. Your answers will help me to determine if there's a need for a course called Basic Tech Training for Piano Teachers. It will only take a few minutes and I greatly appreciate your input. Okay, now back to Miss Becky. Interesting. You know, I, I know my heart aches for children so often and for my my children too, because, you know, we always parent because we see what everybody else's kids are doing. We think, well, our kids should be doing that too. Yeah. And, you know, man, if we just knew, if we only knew better, but a lot of times we don't, right? We're following the books. We're thinking that they have to be this way. So, wow, what a life change for you. And your husband it, it, too. It really was. Um, and and make no mistake, my children are very bright. They are yeah. very oh, bright. Yeah. Just because they have ADHD does not mean that they are no. They are incredibly smart. Because my son came to me one day and he said, I asked him to do something. He said, you know, I have ADHD and I'm going to forget. And I said, yeah, but I also have ADHD. And I have a reminder <laughs> for my phone to remind me to nag you. <laughs> so who do you think is going to win this one? Maybe just go ahead and do it and get it out of the way yeah. so that we can both move on with our lives. Um, <laughs> so you, know, you, you do, you, if, if you have a child who has ADHD and you yourself do not have it, um, read, read as much as you can about what is actually going on in their head, because it's not new. I was so excited when I got that diagnosis from officially from my doctor. He said, you, oh my God, you totally have ADHD. <laughs> Holy cow. You might be one of the people that I know that has the most ADHD. <laughs> um, I, I started to smile and I was like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> There's a name for what I have right. and I'm not the first one. There are solutions out there for mm -hmm. people like me 
to use and implement and do. And I don't, I don't have to suffer with this. I, I, there's hope. There is hope for me and I can stop disappointing people and I can stop mm-hmm. blurting and I can stop alienating people because I come across as a know-it-all um, because I won't let them finish their sentences. But it's not that I don't, I know it all. It's just that I need to say what I need to say before I forget what I was going to say. Um, those are, those are the kinds of things that, that people hide who have ADHD. And if you're a kid who has ADHD, you don't even know that you're supposed to be quiet. <laughs> right. You know, what's happening with you is not because you're a bad kid. It's because you don't know that that's right. not normal. That's your normal. So I think it's really important. Um, I think it's really important as an educator, but also just for me as a person. Um, I I have learned to give people an enormous amount of grace. Mm-hmm. And I, I wasn't always that way um, because people have always been so judgmental and so hard on me. Mm-hmm. I always been equally hard and judgmental mm-hmm. people. And I have learned that um, with my own experience, people, you don't know what's going on in their head and you may want to just step back and, and let it go. Just <laughs> you know, and that's what's interesting to me is because what I knew you nine years ago, I, I had no idea that you were dealing with those things. You got the work done, but you probably were also suffering from a lot of self-esteem issues, yeah. which Absolutely. so you you could do the work, but you never felt probably positive about where you were in your situation. And now it seems like you've completely changed things around. And you can still get the work done and you feel good about yourself. And, and getting the work done is more, um, it's complete. Mm. I would get the work done before, but I would have to do it in so many stages to make sure that I, I hit that last deadline um, for the work. And, and people, I guess, don't understand how difficult that is, that you have to keep going back to something. It's like, it's like crafting, you know, you do something, you have to let it dry. You do something, you have to let it dry. For people with ADHD, you have to remember to go back to it. And, and those coping strategies were really, really enormously hard and required huge effort on my part to, to do. And I've learned now that I have ADHD and medication, um, and we can do a whole thing on whether to medicate your kid who has ADHD or not. Um, because parents don't want to do that. In fact, my mother said to me when I said, we're putting Max on eight on medication for ADHD. She said, that's a gateway drug. And he's probably going to wind up, you know, addicted to cocaine or marijuana or something. And I said, mom, seriously, um, because most ADHD is treated with amphetamines with speed. We are treated with, we who already move faster than normal people are treated with speed. Unbelievable. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean it's crazy. So coffee, coffee for me, um, puts me to sleep. I can drink three or four cups of coffee and go right to sleep. Wow, caffeine has zero effect on me, zero. Um, so my mom was like, "You're going to give him speed, and that's going to turn him into a drug addict and blah." And I looked at her and I said, "I realize that this is not something that you would have done with me, but 
hear me when I say it is very, very difficult to get addicted to something you can't remember to take. (laughs) (laughs) And that that is true. That is the truth there. Mm -hmm. It took us forever to remember to take medication in the morning before you went to school. Oh my. It took forever for us to remember to do that. And well, speaking of medication, does it can you tell a difference that immediately? Immediately when 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 we put him on medication and we tried everything first. Like we really, really, really fought putting him on amphetamines. And we Mm -hmm. really, really fought doing that. We tried homeopathic stuff, we tried aromatherapy, we tried all of the things that people tell you that you should do. We tried Mountain Dew. Um, you know, have him drink Mountain Dew before bed. Um, we tried all of the things and it just didn't help him at school. And it was really at school that he was having trouble, like with math and with, you know, failing classes, not because he couldn't do the work, but because he couldn't turn it in. Um, when we put him on, when he started taking, um, Adderall for his ADHD, it was night and day. I mean, it was night and day and within minutes of taking it, um, he was, he was back to his funny, happy self. Mm. He was, um, he, he got things done. He said to me, I can catch my thoughts now as mm. they go through my head. And Millie, my daughter, was even more verbal about that when she talked to her doctor about it. Because he said, so is medication helping? And she said, it's like the voices in my head are all quieter and I can pick the ones that I want to listen to. Wow. And she mm. was nine. I think she was nine right. when she said that to him. Mm. Um, because the voices in the mind of an ADHD person is loud and cacophonous and constant. It is, there is no downtime in your own head. Um, right. And it's hard, it's hard to catch all of your thoughts to finish any one thing. And that mm-hmm. is the highlight of ADHD. It is, it is very, very difficult to function when all of that noise is going on. In right. And you can't shut it off because it's your head. You can't shut it off. The medication is not a cure. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't fix me. As I say, it doesn't fix me, but it does allow my brain to slow down enough that I can, I can get things done. I can finish projects. Yeah. Slowing down your brain. That's interesting. That's yeah, my really what it is. Yeah. My never slow, ever. Uh, well, number one, thank you, Becky, for being honest about your experience because you know, I don't know very many people who will talk openly about this, but I think it's fascinating, or and I think it's fascinating because there's many people who are probably suffering from this right now, who are probably having huge self-esteem issues that could be le- leading a much happier life of getting things done, getting that checklist done. <laughs> and be content with who you are. Correct. I think that was, that's yes. the, the, the big takeaway for me was I don't, I don't beat myself up because I forgot to do something anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't beat myself up because I, I didn't, you know, meet a deadline anymore. Um, where before it would be crippling and I, I, you mm-hmm. know, 
go five times the distance to make up for the fact that I made a mistake um, or, you know, I forgot something or, you know, whatever. I, I work really hard. I still work really hard at trying to get things done, but I'm better able to manage that because it's totally true. The more you know, the better you can handle things. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's one of the things that we, we in my family talk a lot about. I mean, we're very open about our ADHD amongst ourselves and, and we, we support each other in that. You know, the kids know that if they see my keys somewhere where my keys are not supposed to be, oh, they will just go pick them up and put them where they're supposed Shoot. to be. Shoot, can they come over to my house? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, and I know that my daughter is probably going to forget her towel for swim practice. So I will say to her, um, did you remember to put your towel in your bag? And it's not nagging when you do that because it's, it's helping them, um, and supporting them Mm -hmm. in what, you know, is a hard thing for them to do. And I think that, you know, again, the more, you know, and the more open you are about it, and the more you talk about it, the easier it is for you to find solutions and to really build from there. And the judgment stops. I think that's the beauty of it is that there's no more judgment. There's, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Let's make it work. And, And when my kids come home and they say, I am really struggling with remembering to do this or, you know, whatever, whatever the process is, um, we can talk about different ways, different strategies to fix it, where before it would be like, you know, you're having a problem with something, well, just work harder at it. Okay, right. Yes. That's not a solution. You know, you, you really, for, for people who have ADHD, they need to have concrete steps. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, Becky, we could talk about this all day, but I do have some parting questions. So first of all, we want to know what is your favorite movie soundtrack? My favorite movie soundtrack. Okay. Now remember I have ADHD. I am totally not the normal neurotypical person. My favorite soundtrack, movie soundtrack is from Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Don't know that one. You're going to have to film me on that. It's the Fast and Furious. It's a Vin Diesel, um, Fast and Furious car knockoff. And it has um, The Rock and uh, Jason Stratham. Oh, okay. Uh Um, And it's, it's, it's a fairly new release. I love love the music in that movie love it it's totally an action stupid action movie with guns and cars and explosions (laughs) Um, but the music in it is my favorite i love it i love every song every single one all right well hobbs what's what's it called hobbs and shaw all right go look for that and then okay what is one book you could not teach without um again not gonna be your normal answer Uh yeah um, the book that I cannot teach without is a book that I read years and years and years ago, and I try to read it at least once a year. Um, and it's called Simplify Your Life. Oh, and it's by Marsha Ramsland. Um, it's a little, it's about, I don't know, half an inch thick. Um, and in it, she gives you strategies for how to manage clutter in your life and how to manage time in your life and how to plan um, your life so that you have better use of your time. 
Nice. Mm, sounds like a good one. I like those kind. Okay. Everybody needs to just go read this book and it will change your life. Okay, good. Thank you. And then the last one, what would you consider a fail in your career, career that became a win? Okay. So this one, um, this is very embarrassing. <laughs> it's a pretty personal question, I must say. I mean, it is. Um, so one of my first jobs out of college was working for a charter school um, as a music teacher. And the principal of the school um, said in a staff meeting where we were discussing curriculum that he wanted to have a curriculum um, on lock picking, he wanted to have a class on lock picking. Now, this was a charter school for kids who had already been thrown out of every other school because they had discipline problems, right? <laughs> and so I looked up at him and I started to laugh, like out laugh out loud because we're already dealing with troubled kids and he wants to teach them lock picking. And I said out loud with my words, that's really funny. Are they going to practice on the teacher's bars? And I started to laugh. Uh huh. Um, you shouldn't say those things to your boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, that he was serious. He really wanted us to teach lock picking. And I embarrassed him in front of everybody. Oh, okay. I did not stay at that job very long. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Not just because of that, but because there were some other things that I, my contract was, um, it was provisional for 90 days and I quit on day 89. Um, uh. Because, so I, 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 that was an epic fail. Mm -hmm. Epic fail in adulting. Um, I learned from that situation that it's better to listen than to talk. Mm. One, it was the whole blurting thing. You, you yeah. couldn't help yourself, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I really couldn't help myself, but I didn't know that then. Correct. Um, so it was a big epic fail, and it did teach me a very valuable lesson in um, how hierarchy works in business and how to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> well, on that note, Miss Betty. <laughs> We better say goodbye. We could we could talk forever, but this has been fabulous walking along with you with, first of all, your marvelous career and where it's taken you to a, an amazing school that we should have, what, five in every, on every block almost. We have at least one in every, every city in the I country. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And then t telling us about your personal experience with ADD. Um, it's fascinating. And thank you for sharing. And I hope that other people can learn from you. I really do. I hope they can open up and, and find ways to cope and also find ways to, to build up their own lives and their self-esteem after probably having a lot of demons in their life because of something they really couldn't help. So I hope you... There's help out there. I know. That's so cool. Well, thank you, Miss Becky, so much. It's been fabulous. Thank you for having me. You're I really welcome. visiting with you. Oh, good. I leave you with this quote. People with ADD often have a special feel for life, a way of seeing right into the heart of what really matters. Until next time, 
Remember not to should on yourself or your students and see you in the trenches. <laughs>